Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller, and we're here for the next couple of hours talking sports with you, and thank you for listening uh, to at least a portion of the program. Hope you can stay with us. Here's the BMW of Des Moines guest list uh, today. Just one guest in the first hour. We'll head to Vegas at 1045. Kenny White from KennyWhiteSports.com. We will uh, pick his brain on a handful of games. Do so at about 1045. As for the third straight week, the betters put it to the books out there. Uh, Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com at 10.45. At 11.05, Cappy in his normal spot. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors David Kaplan, our friend from Chicago. Look forward to speaking with Cap a number of issues. Maybe first and foremost is the scandal, and it is a full-blown scandal. Uh, with the Chicago Blackhawks and covering up uh, sexual crimes is what it was. And we'll get into that in a minute. And I'll kind of uh, let the clue you in a little bit as to what is going on uh, with that organization as the cover-up is just damning all at the expense of trying to win a Stanley Cup. Anyways, we will do that. We'll get into the Bears uh, Cappy's uh, post-game show was spirited. I watched quite a bit of that on Sunday after the Bears went down to Tampa. Olin Crute certainly was opinionated in that show. Uh, we'll do some baseball with him, etc. And then Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs at about 11.30 as the Chiefs finally get a breather when you take a look at that schedule and one playoff team after another one, heavy head after another, but here come the Giants. Uh, which is, I guess, good news because it just ratchets right back up again after that. But Mitch Holtis will join us at uh, 11.30. So, Trent, the Braves are off on the right foot. Mm-hmm. Solaire got the game started uh, in historic fashion uh, with uh, his first swing going over the fence in left field. one nothing. First player ever to do that in the history of the World Series, which is crazy to think about. 106 years. 106 years and at least four games every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, so good for him. I got 106 times it happened and he became the first yesterday and kept on going. Duvall hits a couple of two run shot. Great pitching, gutsy, incredible. Charlie Morton will be one of these guys, um, uh, that we goes down in Braves lore. If they're able to complete this thing, young blood playing on a broken leg, um, you know, fill in the blank, your favorite story of an athlete playing hurt, but breaks his leg, strikes out. Ground out, comes out again, strikes out El Tuve, and then only then, after he'd faced three batters, striking out two and inducing a ground ball, as he says, you know what, I can't do this anymore. My leg is broken. A little swelling there. Could you see it? Yeah. He's looking like like a, a, a baseball underneath his pant leg above his ankle. Oh, my God. And, you know, the ball caroms to Freeman. Uh, Gurriel hits it, hits him right in the, in the, in the fibula. Um Kareens to Freeman, who steps on first base, but he keeps on going. What a game. It was. I mean, especially if you got the Braves, we feel a little bit better about it. Well, even late in the game, too, Houston started hitting the ball, started making. Yeah. It was a 6 2 game that that felt a lot closer 
than that. that. I think it's just the offense of the Astros because yeah. they're never out of it. Hey, that's cliche. I get it's cliche, but it's true. There's no time in baseball. Right. When you when you look at that, I mean, top to bottom, and maybe with the exception of Maldonado, who hit the ball hard last night. He did, yeah. Um, I thought Castro was going to pinch hit for him. I Yeah, okay. There was one point yeah. later in the game where I thought maybe Make, they're going to go that some direction. Sense, right? Jason Castro's not a great hitter by no, any means either. No, by any means. But they're both good defensive catchers. Mm-hmm. I thought Conroy, the plate umpire, was really zero. I mean, laser focused early. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really good, and then kind of let a couple get away from him. But it wasn't an umpiring thing that cost the Astros last night. I didn't think. I thought he was pretty good. Um, that was fun. Good Long night. Yeah, it was. Well, you know, the injury um, uh, that played a part. Yeah, that that extended it a little bit, but. I think it was in the top of the eighth, and I looked, and I said, man, it's almost 11 o'clock. It was crazy. Yeah. I think it was a quarter or two. Yeah. I was looking, too. <laughs> I'm sure you were, yeah. A little bit different for you. All right, so help me out here. So, as you know, I, I got rugrats running around at home, yeah. so a little bit different viewing experience than you had. Right. But did the audio seem off, really quiet, or the the crowd noise was piped in too much? Um. I, the only thing I noticed is, is there seemed to be, now that you mentioned that, there was at one point during the game that I thought somebody, I, mean, I don't know where they do it, turned up John Smoltz in the middle of a, of a, of a sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't notice it that Okay, that and bad. again, viewing experiences are different. It's hard for me to really zero yeah. in and kind of hear what they're saying. You, know, you bring up, oh, did you hear when he said this? No, I probably didn't. Right. Because it's either... Well, let's they get to bed. Right, yeah. And even at that point, I'm behind, I'm watching, I'm fast forward, and so I'm not hearing everything that is said in between pitches and because of that. Gotcha. But there's a couple of times, had it on, was trying to zero in and listen, and it it wasn't as bad for Buck, but it was really small. And it was just the crowd noise. It was just mm-hmm. loud, and mm-hmm. I... I couldn't catch what they were saying during that. Might have been just a me experience. More well, than it anything. wasn't loud till the fourth inning when they finally pushed a run across, right. and that was in part to, to Swanson's error. Like it's going to happen. He's a good shortstop. Yeah, uh, it's going to happen. But um, how much trouble now for the Astros? I mean, how concerned down one nothing, losing at oh. home. You got three straight in the middle of the series in Atlanta, right? How concerned now should they be? Well, they should be very concerned because of tonight's starting pitcher, Trent. Yeah. Uh, your your kitty, is that how you say his mm-hmm. name? He pitched game three in Boston. Do you remember that game? I mean, he got shelled. He did. He didn't get out. I, I don't think he got out of the second inning. He got clobbered. Schwarber hit a home run. Uh, I think there were a couple he gave up. He's not been good. And now to give the ball to him, down one nothing. Well, meanwhile, Max Fried's coming out of the other bullpen uh, to take his spot um, as the starter for the Braves. I didn't look, but I'm assuming the Braves are favored tonight. Well, I got the first the series price. Okay. That's what I popped up first. And this surprised me how much it changed. So we talked about this before the series. At Circa, it was Braves plus 120, Mm -hmm. Astros minus 140. After one game. Yep. And we talked with this with Matt Snyder yesterday. Game one is not this great elixir that's automatically going to make you win the series. Mm-hmm. What is it, 60, 63, I think. 63% of yep. the time, team goes on to win the series. They win game one. Now the Braves are the favorite. You'd anticipate that. Mm-hmm. Take a stab at what they are at this point. Mm, minus 130. You got to go higher. Dude, minus 165. That's way too much. That's what I thought, too. So you got the Astros Astros can hit the baseball at plus 145. Now, if you're somebody that is 
trying to scratch out a living, trying to make a go at this. Uh-huh. That's not what you and I do. No. But somebody that does that. And if they have a ticket like we do with the Braves of plus right. money, do you just come back around and buy now the Bra- the Astros? Why not? And guarantee yourself a profit. You're, you're absolutely. Because, it's not going to obviously be the profit that right. you might if you just sat, just sat still. Why wouldn't you? At 145? Huh. I'm almost thinking about it myself now. Trent, I, I thought I didn't think it would be anywhere near, no, uh, near I, that. But I was is. thinking about your range. I was at minus 120 and plus 110 on the other mm-hmm. side with the Astros. That's a big number. It is. If you like Houston and you think your quitty's going to bounce back here, because yeah. they got to get this one. I mean, they have to get this one. The, the odds change so yeah. dramatically if you get up 2 nothing uh-huh. in a series. I'd be looking at that price. But hopefully people just jumped aboard with us with the Braves and be good to go. Yeah, uh, your guy Odorizzi, did you see what he did when he came into the game in the fourth inning? <laughs> Struck out the side. Odorizzi, yeah. I, I mean, he did. I, I've seen that song. I know, and, and I kept waiting. I kept Your voice kept uh, ringing in my head. <laughs> he sucks. He's, that, and he's not, you can't do this. It's, it's going to implode. He's going to go back. He's uh-huh. going to revert. I could hear you saying all those things. And eventually he did. But in his two and a third innings of work, he struck out five, struck out five Braves, including the first three that he saw. He was really good, really good. Uh, in the game. I'm not alone. Uh, Mark Hanerham checking in on Twitter. He says that he thinks all Fox games, the crowd noise is too piped up. Is that right? He said he went back and watched, because he was at the Field of Dreams game, yeah. he thought of that one right. too, and it's, yeah, maybe it's just a Fox huh. problem. That they like to have that extra ambient noise, and they ratchet it up a couple of levels. At least I'm not alone. All right, thank you, Mark. No, I'm not I, going I, crazy. I didn't notice it like you, you did. The only thing I noticed, like I said, seemed like they turned Smoltz's mic up mid-sentence. Well, how about tonight? I'll drop the kids off. You can deal with them. I got the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Babysitting you Uncle sure Ken. You, you sure you want Uncle Ken looking after the kids? <laughs> and maybe Aunt Cindy. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a better idea. I could hear from the basement. Shut yeah. those kids up. What's <laughs> yeah. that? Never mind. Um... <laughs> Yeah, boy, oh boy, oh boy. So stop right there. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. uh gutty performance out of Morton. This that's what that one's gonna live for a while, especially if the Braves come back and finish it. Minter mm-hmm. was great. Matzik was again he gave up a couple of hits, but the um you know, I don't think I ever felt like, oh my gosh, they're not gonna finish this off. And then Smith walks the first batter he faces, then ground ball, ground ball, ground ball, good night, drown, uh, drive home safely. Trying to turn two on a couple of those, weren't able to do that. Yeah, but came close. Yeah, right? yeah. A couple of bang bang plays. Yeah. One other thing I had my notes michael brantley just watching this dude professional hitter rake yep a beautiful swing professional hitter i'm trying to get jack to be a lefty just because the, yeah. the lefty swing <laughs> tommy birch went through with his son right. too baldy it's not going well right. I'll, I'll tell you that much but <laughs> a lefty swing in baseball a lefty shot in basketball they're just something about those lefties even just throwing now, a this ball. lefty shot left and didn't help him no <laughs> it just looks smoother it just looks better and brantley yeah it does just beautiful and yeah. absolutely beautiful freddie swing. freeman running yeah. down the line at his age still beating or coming close first i thought he was safe in the first inning umpire mm-hmm. was right i'm sorry i thought did a good job last night i really did you can't complain about the you cannot today. Uh, Tune in tomorrow, though. Right. It'll probably be a different story. Uh, we'll see. But good game one. Long game one, as you mentioned, Trent. Mm-hmm. It was. It was a long game. But um, you know what? We only maybe have, at most, six of them left. You uh, mentioned the price for tonight's Yes. Game. What is it? Let's find it's it. It's Max Freed. It's Max Freed, who we talked about has been the best pitcher yes, in baseball he, for three months. He's got, I mean, they've got to be, I don't know, minus one... The Astros need it so bad. I don't know. Give me, help me out. The Astros are still favored. Are they really? Minus 112. You yeah. get plus money with the Braves tonight, plus 102. Mm-hmm. Just because of the need, you need to get the split. Yeah. 
Are you going to bet you're going to lay minus money on your quitty? I don't feel confident with, with Max that. Freed. I don't either. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, it's great fun. It's good yeah. theater. Love the World Series. Love Joe Buck and Smoltz and Verducci and um, Rosenthal. That's a pretty good uh, quartet right there. So you're up a little later last night yeah. watching the end of the game, and right. then your Jets are playing, and they had a hell of a comeback last they night. Did. Did they did. Did you watch it this morning? I watched it this morning. I saw them <laughs> score two goals in 19, minute, 19 seconds, rather, to tie the game and come back and win it. You know, um, since we're talking hockey, I want to bring this up because we're going to talk about it a lot with Cappy. And when it broke in May, we talked a little bit about it with Cap because, look— this is it's hockey, right? Mm-hmm. And I get where hockey, you know, fits in the pantheon of um, popularity here in the state of Iowa. Um, the two needle movers, we get right. those two, and then you know you can fill in the blank where you want to go from there. It's king football after all. Hockey's way down the list, but this is a terrible story, and this all has to do, do with with I think educated, wise men being blinded in their quest. For a championship. And this goes all the way back to 2010. So bear with me here as I'm going to try and lay this out for you. As, as Joe O'Donnell's talked to us many times and, and told the audience many times, you've, you've heard him call, you've heard him refer to what is the taxi squad in the NHL playoffs. Essentially, it's another team. They call them the Black Aces that just practice, not with the team, but after the, uh, after the main, in case there's an injury, right? Mm-hmm. So these guys are there. And there's a 20-year-old Black Ace, one of, the, one of the extras, one of the guys on the taxi squad, um, 20-year-old player for the Chicago Blackhawks, who was sexually assaulted by the video coordinator. Of the Chicago Blackhawks. Okay. The video coordinator. Okay, maybe kind of important, but pretty far down the chain of, of uh, guys you need to win a cup, right? Mm-hmm. So this happened in May. They clinched the Western Conference. And upon clinching the Western Conference, six executives, general manager, director of hockey ops, the head coach, um, the... Guy that was originally told the story, and he's a um, um, a mental health coach. Okay, there's six there's six executives of the Chicago Blackhawks who, the night of them punching their ticket to the Stanley Cup, are made aware of this incident with one of their players. At that meeting, they decide we can't say anything. It is hard to win a Stanley Cup. We don't want anything to get between, to take our focus away from winning the Stanley Cup. This is the general manager and the head coach at the time, Joel Quinville, who would win three cups with the Chicago Blackhawks, are making this determination not to say a word until the Stanley Cup playoffs are over, which is June the 10th. On June the 9th, they win the cup. They do their celebration. The perpetrator is on the ice with the team, celebrating with the team. The team flies back to Chicago on June the 10th, where he violates another taxi squad member of the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, Four days after that, while well, they've had their parade, etc., etc., they decide to take this to human resources and let them deal with it. Human resources says you can either resign or we're going to start a public investigation. He resigns. He's still paid. He's given his playoff bonus. 
he's on the payroll for another two months. He gets his day with the Stanley Cup. He gets to participate in the banner-raising ceremony when the in October when the 2011 season starts. He's on the ice getting his Stanley Cup ring. It gets worse. It gets worse. It doesn't sound like it can. It, right? He's no longer a member of the Chicago Blackhawks organization. He's looking for his next job. He asks the head coach, Joel Quinville, who is now the current head coach of the Florida Panthers, for a job, a letter of recommendation. Joel Quinville, who's in the room, around the table, when they clinch the Western Conference Final, knows everything that's going on, is aware of this guy, now two, a two-time um, sexual assaulter with, with the Blackhawks, gives him a glowing recommendation, which he then uses at the, a high school in, Minnesota, in Michigan where he becomes a coach of a high school hockey team. Oh, man. Guess what happens? He continues to assault young men. 2013, he's arrested. He's incarcerated. He has to register as a sexual, what do they call him? Sexual predator for Mm -hmm. the rest of his life. And only in May of this year, when the first taxi squad member files a lawsuit against the Blackhawks, does this come to light? There's a thorough investigation. Here's the one deeming quality of this whole story. The sexual investigation which was done by a law firm in Chicago, had carte blanche. They interviewed everybody. And whereas the Washington football team, on the surface, seems to have, let's just sweep this one under the rug, mm-hmm. this report came forward and pulled no punches. They, It was damning. And it came out yesterday. Of the six men that were in the room, four no longer in hockey. One of them, Joel Quinville, who was the, a three-time cup champion, is now the head coach of the Florida Panthers. The other one, Kevin Sheveldayoff, is the only general manager in the history of the Winnipeg Jets. And he's got to go. And Joel Quinville has got to go because they covered this up. They didn't say a damn thing. And because of the fact that they stayed silent through this entire thing and got a recommendation from the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. a job recommendation. Was he allowed to use that recommendation, go off to Michigan, where he started a new life as a hockey coach, and continue to violate young men? Awful. Everybody's got to go. This black, The Blackhawks look terrible. Will it get to that point? Yes, it, it, will. it, it will. There's there's no, there's no way around it. Joel Quinville is meeting with... The commissioner of the NHL tomorrow, where he will be fired. There, there's no way you've. I mean, he was the one that wanted to sweep this under the rug. It's the quest for the cup. This is a video coach. Who cares? Mm-hmm. It's not like it's your captain or one of your star players. Even then, there's no excuse for that. No, absolutely. Whether it's not. a star player or not, right. goes deep. It, yes, this is a terrible story. But because it's hockey, mm-hmm. it's not going to get the light of day shone on it like it should. And all I know about it is you brought it up during the summer at one point. And right there. It just... It was it. It's not on my radar. No. And I'm sure I'm not alone. No, you're not. Just, there's absolutely nothing there. It's October hockey. Right. Not a whole lot of buzz. There's none. And as much as ESPN's pushing. Right. And that's a good thing. It is a good thing. And TNT... Well, they push this story. How will they cover this story? It's a really good point. 
we know about the blowback mm-hmm. the NFL and going mm-hmm. back to concussions and everything else. And it, it goes hand in hand. You brought up Washington and that story. We don't have the emails. No. The New York Times has a lot. Mm-hmm. But the NFL's everything. not letting any more out. Goodell yesterday mentioned the fact that the uh, the cheerleaders really didn't want to bring this forward. And one of them fired back on Twitter yes. and said, no, that's not true. We want to. Yeah. They are clearly, what they're clear, there's got to be something, a bomb in that report. No doubt. No doubt. Whether it's, it's a, um, going to implode at the feet of Dan Snyder or whomever. The head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders paid the price for the Washington football team scandal. Not that he shouldn't have, don't get me wrong. Yeah, right. But the Raiders head coach paid the price for the football team's um, handling of the whole situation. It's a bad one. Cap, yeah. well, bring it up with Cap, because I'm guessing, I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked if this isn't a big talker in Chicago. It should be. Mm-hmm. It's certainly a big talker in a lot of hockey markets. This isn't one of them. And the Blackhawks are terrible. They're awful. <laughs> they won a game I don't think they have. And you said Quinville's with Florida? Head coach of the Florida Panthers. Who was really good. They're really good. And he's coaching. He's behind a bench tonight. They play tonight. How can he? He covered this up. Yeah. Two of his players were assaulted. By the video coordinator. And the video coordinator admitted that I can ruin your career to these kids. If you say anything to these players who are, again, not part of the team, Mm -hmm. trying to try to fulfill their lifelong dream of making it to the league. If you say anything, I can ruin your career. That's part of the report. Absolutely brutal. I mean, a lot of shades of Penn State in there. There is a lot, Trent. Yes. The cover up. Yeah. What did you know? What should you say in those situations? Mm-hmm. Say something. Right. Do something. You they can. all got to go. Shovel Dayoff is an assistant general manager. Mm-hmm. He's reporting to those other people, but he's around the table. Yeah. You know what? I, I don't. I was. I thought at first he's collateral damage. He's going to go, but he's collateral damage. He's worse than collateral damage. He's an accomplice. He didn't say a thing. They're all complicit. Yes. Every single one of them. And it gets worse when he gets to Michigan and he's allowed to coach and violate men, young men, high school players in this case. Terrible story. Um, Underway on a Wednesday, Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com is coming up at 1045. Uh, What else is going on? Did you read the piece? Uh, Well, I'm just going to go to break. We'll segue out of it when Mm -hmm. we come back. It's time for another $1,000 handoff. Text the keyword WORK to 200-200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000. That's WORK. 1-800-BETS-OFF. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Seems like yesterday. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Kenny White in, oh, about uh, 15 minutes or thereabouts. So Mel Kuyper's uh, released his new big board mm-hmm. of, uh, by position where he, where he names 10 players, his top 10 players at each position. There is a combination of nine Hawkeyes and Cyclones on the list. How many can you get? Nine are on Kuiper's big board. Yes. So I haven't seen this. Well, that's good. That makes it makes it more fun. So I'm going to start at the top. The Let's first... do the quarterbacks. Do you want to do it by position? By position. 
Well, neither of the quarterbacks are on the big board. All right. Does he have a running back on the big board? Yeah, Brees Hall's there. He's number one. He's number one. Number one. And he said 10 per group? 10 per group. 10 per position. Goodson, no, he's not there. He is. He's number 10. He's number 10. Okay. Yes. there are. In fact, there are 10, not 9. There are 10. He is on the list. Uh, fullback, H-back? <laughs> I don't, is Monty Pondebaum in he there? He is. Is he really? Yes. That's great. He's number 8. Okay. Is I there, would not have got that if we were just going to name him. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was too tough. and yeah. that was. I knew I'd trip you up there. Yeah. Is there a wide receiver on the yeah, list? Yeah, Xavier Hutchinson's on there. He's not, and I'm shocked. Mm. Is it speed? That would... But that's okay. I mean, yeah. be my guest. But yeah, he'll be six three, and he's going to get a chance to play. In yes, the there's no doubt in my mind. Is there a tight end on the list? Kohler's there. He's five. Laporta's got to be on the from fringe. Colorado State, who yeah. I was saw. Remember McBride? Yep, he's number one. Is he really? Yeah, he's a good player. I mean, he is a good player. Uh, Laporta, I say no. He's not on the list. He no. shouldn't be. He is disappointed. I think yeah. this year, uh, even I, as he leads the team in catches. Offensive tackle. No. No, there's not. There's a kid from Northern Iowa, Penning. Yes, absolutely. He deserves to be on there. And how about that win for the Panthers last week? That was South Dakota huge. State. That was huge. Low scoring game, was it yeah, not? I think it was 23 17. I think it was low scoring, anyways. And a big one against number three SIU this weekend for the Panthers. Really? Yeah. Is that at home? Yes, I yes it, it is. You here. know what? It is. I saw. I, I, I did see something. Uh, there's no guard. Is there a center? <laughs> Tyler Litterbaum is <laughs> He's there. number one. All right, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. So my first thought was Will McDonald. He is, I think, the guy that will be drafted highest. I think he'll be drafted higher than Linderbaum. Do you? I do. Hmm. Well, um, well, defensive end, is that where he's not classified? I I looked at the ends. I thought, what the hell? Come on, Kuiper, you're slipping. He's not on the list. Well, and a lot of times now anymore. This is outside linebacker. And they consider edge kind of a a position of its own. right. Defensive end slash outside linebacker. Yeah, uh, Thibodeau from Oregon. Hutchinson's on there, of course. Carl Aftis is number three. It's a pretty good group. Not bad at all. Defensive tackle? No. Yes. Really? At number three, Uwazarike. Okay. He's having a good year. He is. He's having a big year. How big is he? I'm guessing six five three bills. Yeah. Let me look. Six six three twenty listed at three twenty, so bigger than I thought. Yeah, because you're thinking about, especially like in a three four. You know, is he a guy that can play nose tackle? Yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can. Right. Uh, let me get back to this. So where were we? And we are now um, waiting. Now, does Google Chrome suck for anybody else, or is it just me? Maybe just you. Is it? Yeah, probably. I don't have many problems. With I it. hate Google Chrome. Um, you want Internet Explorer back, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> Inside linebackers. Mike Rose is on there. He's number seven. I don't know if he should. He seems a tick slow this year. Yeah, he's going to play. He'll play. Oh, yeah. He'll get a shot. Yeah. yeah. Is he Josie Jewell? Josie Jewell was so smart. Yeah. He certainly got that. Mm-hmm. And We're missing one. You're missing one. I, I have the list oh, in front Campbell. of Campbell. <laughs> Jack Campbell's of course, number yeah. four. Yeah. All right. Now, outside linebackers. And this surprised me a little Justin bit. Justin Jacobs? Uh, no. Not, Not in there. listed. Okay. Will McDonald is on the uh, listed right. at six. I mean, maybe there's six better. Maybe. Or five better. He's good. Uh, cornerback? Hankins is on there. He is not. Hankins isn't on no. there. Okay. He'll get drafted, though. Yeah. Sixth, seventh round and probably stick because that's what they do. There is one on there. 
Who is it? It's Riley Moss. Really? The pride of Ankeny. Wow. Well, it's the numbers, right? Yeah. Whether Kuiper Seam or not, he sees those numbers. Nobody listed at safety. Tory Taylor's not on the list. I mean, he's eligible to come out. He's yes. old enough to come out, whether right. he's been there in school a lot. Um, or but you not. look at his numbers, and they're great. And we know how great he is. But first of all, there's only 32 of those jobs it's in the world. True. Yes. And there's guys that I mean, the Penn State punter mm-hmm. was as good as he Stout. was. He's on there. Really good. Yeah. The Colorado State punter was excellent. He's on there, Stonehouse. Yeah. He's number nine. So you've already seen a couple of good punters if you're Uh just watching Iowa football this year. There's other guys. I think he's 18th in the country right now in yardage now. Taylor is? Yeah. He surprises me. He's down that far. Yeah. And that just shows you how difficult it is. I know we've talked about that because you're right. He is draft eligible. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Even as good as he has been, and will continue to be, I'm sure. Well, he stays in college and stays at Iowa and has one of the times of his life. Good exactly. For him. Good, good for him. So that's the list. There's so 10 no of them showing up. No. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't know. Is he he's a junior, right? He's a Brett, yeah. I, he? I think he's eligible to come out this year. I think he's three years removed. Yeah, three years removed from high school. Nope. He's good. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, probably a size thing with him. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, we shall move on. If you're if you're a subscriber to the Athletic and want a really good breakdown, uh, Doc alluded to this when he joined us earlier in the week. Uh, that the Wisconsin writer and Scott were going to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's a great. Did you have a chance to? read I haven't it? yet. No. It's it's a good read. They both pick Iowa to win the football game. Really, I'm surprised. They both want to be wrong, huh? This Wisconsin defense, Trent, and they're they're running the ball a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that freshman's involved. He's he's good. 17. He was a four-star. He reclassified. He's actually a kid that wow. would be a senior in high school right now. He's huge. So he was listed as a safety. He had offers from everybody in the Midwest. He had mm-hmm. Michigan, Notre Dame, everybody involved, stayed home, kid from Wisconsin. But everybody thought, yeah, he's a safety at the next level. Well, he played running back and, of course, did it really well. I mean, a guy built Imagine. like that. Yeah, playing high school football, you know how good he would be running the football. And one of the things Wisconsin told him right away is yes, we're going to give you a shot at running back. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people felt it was you know, tongue-in-cheek, you're going to be a safety. But look how he has developed already yeah. this year. And he has changed what they are mm-hmm. offensively. They're able to go back well, to being old school. Malusi's got help now. Right. right. They're the, with Clemson transfers? Yep. Uh, the Clemson transfers got some help in with Allen. And um, yeah, they're, they're, it's it's a different football team. This last couple of games they've started to figure... Now, they, they can't throw the ball to save them a lot in nope. their lives. You know, Are they going to have to Saturday, though? Well, it depends. Um, can Iowa hold them on first and second down? That's mm-hmm. the, one of the keys to the game. That defensive line, after ball. what we saw two weeks ago against Purdue, is very concerning. Mm-hmm. Now against this team. This, this is can, a tough spot. I agree yeah. with you, Trent. This is old-school power football. Run it down your throat. Time of possession. Uh-huh. Punting will be important. One good thing for Iowa. Wisconsin special teams have not been very good this year as a whole. They're ranked in the 100s in special teams uh, metric that I saw, I think, Maybe 106, something like that. Jesus. So big advantage there for Iowa is Mert's going to turn it over. This could get ugly for both sides. Well, he's thrown two touchdowns and been picked seven times. Yeah, he's bad. <laughs> that's that's the reverse of how you, what you want to see. So a couple of weeks ago, we, we both felt that Nebraska mm-hmm. was the sternest test left for the Hawks. So at the time we were having the conversation, we're unbeaten. They yet to fall but to Purdue. By the way, did you watch the television show last night? No. They had a preview of next Tuesday's playoff oh, announcement. That disaster. <laughs> it was good. Um, it, it was it was good. Um, I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah, look at it. It's it's college football conversation. Joe Galloway thought that um, they were asked to give give us a team outside the 
you know, the top 10 that you think is going to have a major impact. Mm-hmm. Well, Iowa was nine, so they didn't have. Uh, Galloway said Iowa State. Look out for Iowa State. Yeah. To get to the playoff or no, just. No, they can't get to the playoff no. from where they're at. Okay. Yeah. But just that's going to, you know, have something to say before it's all said and done. Nebraska's going to have something to say. Well, they are just because of their schedule. They got Ohio State and Iowa. So let's re rank this Hawks. Is, is Nebraska still the most difficult game of these five? Wisconsin, Northwestern, Minnesota, Illinois, Nebraska? No. It's not. I agree. It's this weekend. It is this weekend. And do you know who's second? I don't think Nebraska anymore. I don't think so either. Minnesota? Yes. It's at home. True. Minnesota's playing better. And if Iowa does find a way to win it 12-9 this weekend. And that's how they will win if they do. That Northwestern road trip, they played hard for a half against Michigan. They played well. That defense will still Mm -hmm. make plays. Pretty good defensive team. Mm -hmm. And we know Iowa's limitations. It's not the cakewalk that maybe people thought back in September when they played the Wildcats. But is is it the easiest... Of the five games, or no, would you it's kill still it? Illinois? Did you see what Illinois they ran the football. Track. They did, they did. Three fifty-seven against Penn State last week. Sikowski also broke his wrist. Uh huh. Well, okay. Peters, I feel better about that than That's I do true. Northwestern. Yeah, and we, it's at home. It is, as opposed to that house of horrors that is Northwestern. No, the games in Northwestern. That one is, yeah. The yeah. Illinois game's at home. Oh, the Illinois game. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I follow you. I, yep. That's true. Well, they went on the road to Happy Valley and won. <laughs> that's true. Uh, by the way, we will have tickets to give away to the Minnesota and Illinois game next week. Next week. We'll use the Northwestern game for total yards because <laughs> total yards in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, we we still got Doc Fuller, Dr. Fuller, FullerDental.net's got uh, tickets for us to Minnesota and Illinois. We've got Kenny White coming up next. We will head to Vegas, pick his brain on a few of these games coming up. David Kaplan in hour number two. He will start the hour, and then Mitch Holtz is the voice of the Kansas the City Chiefs from Miller and Condon until noon on 1460 KXNO and 10. It's time for the Urology Center of Iowa audio cut of the day. The Minnesota bench hoping to get this winning run across here in the 10th. It's carried by Dan Gladden, the third. Base it loaded, one out. Infielders are sort of halfway at second and short. Pena in a jam. The Twins are going to win the World Series. The Twins have won it. It's a base hit. It's a 1-0, 10-inning victory. It's time for the Urology Center of Iowa. Set up your vasectomy appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa at 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. Oh, man. 30 years ago today, Wow. the last time I was happy as a sports fan. And I'm trying. Yeah, probably was right. At least in championship terms. Yeah. Well, let's get to uh, let's head to Vegas. Kenny White. Oh, it was great to hear Jack Buck. Right, mm-hmm. boy. He's so good. So's his son, uh, Kenny White. KennyWhiteSports.com. He joins us from Vegas. How are you, sir? Hey, it was. A, yeah, it's amazing uh, game to hear that Dan Gladden on uh, the Twins winning the yes. 91 World Series. Wow, uh, long shots. I believe they were over 100 to one. Oh my! Maybe in the 200, 200 to one range. And you would have set that price back to your days with setting numbers on the strip, right? Yeah, well, I wasn't doing future bets at that time. I I was uh, servicing Sportsbook. I opened my first company in 1986, uh, Nevada Sports Executives, and uh, serviced about 10 to 12 sportsbooks, but that was just uh, daily betting lines. Las Vegas Sports Consultants was setting the... uh, Setting the future market at that time. 
Good stuff. Well, let's get into it. Brings back memories, so does it not? And man, time flies, which is maybe the uh, the biggest takeaway from all of this. Let's get into uh, a couple of these games. Look, I'm so excited to watch it. My um, and I win Wisconsin around at the same time, so it's going to put a, a crimp into my Michigan, Michigan State. I thought Michigan State's been overrated all year long, Kenny. Um, look, there they are where they are. Congratulations to getting this far. Uh, did you, do you have them lower than maybe somebody, uh, some of the folks that do this, or are you a believer in Sparty? Um, I, I was a believer in Sparty to begin the year. I thought they were well underrated, um, but now maybe I believe they're overrated. I have number 17 in the country, actually tied with Iowa um, at 17 with Coastal Carolina. Those those three all grouped, uh, Notre Dame and, and uh, Texas. Uh, that's a big group of teams that are, are grouped together in my power ratings right now. Uh, Michigan, I have moved continually up. Uh, they're now number six in the country. Um, I thought they should be the favorite in this game because they have revenge from last year as well. Uh, they lost at home 24-27. So, yeah, I think Michigan is the better football team, they have the better defense. Um, but my play on the game, <laughs> excuse me, Excuse me. Wow. Um, the uh, side, I think, is the right number. But I like the game under the total. Uh, the to- total was 53.5, has been bet down to 50.5. I still think there's plenty of value in the under because of the pace. Mm-hmm. Michigan plays extremely slow. They love to run the football. There's less plays in their games. And both these defenses are very good. Both teams combined to go 8-6 and six to the under so far this year. Well, as an aside, and you were one of the few that didn't have Iowa State as in the top 10. I think you had them maybe 19 or 17 preseason. Where do you have them now, um, knowing where you have Iowa in that group of teams? Number 12. Oh. Number 12 tied with... Tied with Mississippi and Wisconsin, so there you go. Two pretty equal teams uh, battling it out this weekend at Camp Randall. But it's you know the home field advantage is uh, you know built into the line a little bit, and uh, maybe not quite as much uh, for this game. But yeah, I, I I love Iowa State. I think they're playing really good football. I thought they would cover last week. Uh, they needed a break here or there to do it. They just didn't get those breaks. Kenny, you mentioned Mississippi along with Iowa State in your rankings. They go on the road. Does Ole Miss this week to Auburn. The Tigers just per, perennially every single year. Eh, they're all right. They got some dudes, but eh, they'll find some mistakes too. How do you handicap this game? It feels like the great unknown still. Crowd played last week, but certainly didn't look like the same guy we saw the week previous against Tennessee. No, you're right. A little banged up. Um, and I think that could be a concern. Uh, and that was such a big game at, at Mississippi and LSU. So I, I think there could be a little bit of a letdown there now going out on the road. I really like what Brian Harrison's done at Auburn. I think he's really brought this team together. They're playing more as a team, and they're very well balanced. Their offense ranked 24th in the country. Their defense 18th in the country. Uh, Bo Nix has historically been far better at home than he has been on the road. And I just think it's a it's a battle of two different defenses. Mississippi's offense is their strength. They're 20th in the nation, but when it comes to defense, they're number 68. They allow 5.6 yards of play on defense. Um, I, I think Auburn is the better team right now, slightly. That home advantage gives me a play on the game. I laid one. It's up to three, and I still think there's value laying three with Auburn. I think they get the W this weekend. Mm. Well, Georgia is playing like uh, is better than anybody in the country, even Alabama, I think, although Ohio State's coming. But that Georgia defense, Florida, I don't know what to make of them, Kenny. One week I think they're okay. The next week I think they're average. Uh, it's a big spot. It's a rivalry game. It's Georgia and Florida, and what do you see? 
Yeah, boy, I don't know if any team has been up or down more than Florida. They're like a roller coaster ride. I began the season thinking I vastly underrated them and thought that could be one team that surprises me because Dan Mullen's an excellent coach. They do get great talent down in the state of Florida. And to my surprise, I was I was right. They 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 were uh, not as good as people thought they were, and they lost a couple games. But then I started to upgrade the power rating a little bit because I saw a little bit more out of this team maybe than what everybody else was seeing. And then all of a sudden they they played a great game against Alabama, and then all of a sudden now they lose to uh, Kentucky and LSU on the road. But uh, this is a game. This is a derby game. You know, over over the pond, they they call these big rivalries a derby game, and you throw out the stats. It doesn't mean any. The stats don't mean anything in these games. The underdog is going to come to play, and uh, the 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 bettings have seen that. Open thirteen went to fourteen and a half, um, right around fourteen right now. Um, I think you could see this come down a little bit. I would lean to the dog, but I really like the game under the total. And it's all about Georgia's defense. Uh, their defense is just so good. They are the best defense in the country, and I don't even think it's close. I don't think anyone is near how good this defense is. Their offense is going to have two quarterbacks this week. I always think that's a problem. People say if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have no quarterbacks, and the reason for that is if you're playing two guys, they're not getting enough reps with the first-string offense. They're not getting the continuity they need. And it just it just uh, isn't isn't good for for the the best quarterback of the group. So um, there could be struggles on offense. I'd like it under the total. There could be worth a correlated parlay uh, taking the Gators to the under as well. Let's jump into Texas Baylor in the Big Twelve. Huge ramifications to get to that title game. What do you see here with the Bears hosting the Longhorns? Yeah, this will be a great game. Uh, and I started writing this game up and thinking. Dave Aranda was the LSU defensive coordinator for for several years and won a national championship. I wonder if he's in the running for the LSU job and maybe why they're allowing uh, uh, Mehdi Ogeron to stay on for the entire season because there's got to be a guy out there coaching right now that they want. I'm thinking he could be the guy. Uh, he's done a great job with Baylor, really has. Um, and a, for a defensive guy, his offense is far better than his defense. They're ranked number four offensively. 7.2 yards of play, uh, defense number 33 in the country. But I, I'm not betting a side here. I, I did make Baylor a two-point favorite in the game. The open pick went to three. Uh, but I like the total. It opened 59 and a half, did bet, did bet up to fifty uh, to 62. But it's 61 and a half right now. The key to the game, as I mentioned, Baylor's offense is better than their defense. But Texas's offense is far better than their defense. 13 off, 13th in their country offensively. 108 on defense. <clears throat> so, yeah, love the game over. The teams have combined to go 9-5 and five over this year. Uh, let's. Uh, you, you mentioned briefly Wisconsin and Iowa. The, the total in this football game is <laughs> an all-time low. It's, what, 36.5? Got to be one of the lowest uh, totals of, of the year. Uh, what If you had to play this game, how would you play it? Yeah, I was trying to run to my book real quick. To, I know I in, in my magazine I put a lot of trends and totals and scoring frequency so that you could see, you know, scoring frequency and where, where games fall. And then I also did totals and where they fall. And I did a little survey, totals under 38-and-a-half. Uh, there's been 37 games over the last six years, and the total has gone under 25 times over just 12 times with one push so 68 percent under when the total is 38 and a half lower this game's only 36 and a half it falls right into that criteria uh you wouldn't believe what i made this total what my number shook out at 29 and a half in this game 
That's why I love it. I, I love it under um, both offenses. You know, struggle Iowa number one twenty and Wisconsin number one ten. Those are DVOA ratings. Defensively, Iowa number six and Wisconsin number thirteen. We know we're going to get a lot of running from both sides in this one. It's going to be a very low scoring battle. Let's jump into the NFL. We got thirty seconds left with you, Kenny. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Hey, the uh, Tampa Bay Saints are for real. It's a good football team, and they're only going to get better. Not this week. Following week, it should get Michael Thomas back and David Onamana back. And Onamana could be back for this one if it wasn't uh, um, for he's not right quite ready yet, but uh, he'll be back soon. That's two-and-a-half-point upgrade. But they are for real. Uh, DVOA ratings, Tampa number four in the NFL, New Orleans number seven. I love the home dog getting five and a half. I think this is a great spot for them. Uh, KennyWhiteSports.com. Give us, uh, we got 20 seconds left. What do you got going at KennyWhiteSports.com? Music's playing. Hey, the news, newsletter, power ratings, uh, NHL, NBA, college football, NFL power ratings. You get updated every day. The NF, the NBA and NHL value plays have been tremendous to start the season. A great value, nineteen ninety nine a month. We'll see you in our TV show in about an hour and a half, all right? Yes, thanks, guys. Yeah, I'll see you then. Thank you. Take care. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. Hour number two, David Kaplan kicks it off. Miller and Condon, 1460 and 106.3 FM.